0: Hello, welcome to another Richard Square Theatre podcast. The guest this week is Lucy Porter. Um, if you would like to come and see me on tour, I'm doing a best-of show that's going really well, I'm very pleased with, and the upcoming dates are 16th, 17th and 18th of February. I am in I'm at the London, Square Theatre. Um, that's selling quite well, especially if you want to come on Saturday. Right and the 19th of February, I'm at Barry St. Edmunds, which is also selling pretty well. And don't forget, I'm also doing the final, as it occurs to me, on the... 12th of February at the Leicester Square Theatre, and that one is just about to sell out. So be quick if you want to come along to that. Go to Richardering.com slash the underscore best slash tour or Richarding.com slash gigs, and you can see all the places I'm coming on tour. Let's sit back and enjoy Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who this morning woke up with a mysterious round mark on his wrist that he cannot be explain He wasn't even drunk last night. It's Richard Herring! <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. I was down at the uh, house where the uh, the apprentice candidates uh, hang out. <laughs> they call it Rahulastapa there, I think they say. They call it the process of Rahulastapa. That's what they... That's what they call it. I'm just going to get into this camera because I want to show the people at home my mysterious uh, marking that has appeared. That's weird. When you make it doesn't hurt. Can you see that? I'll, I'll see if you can see. Hold on. People at home won't be able to see. The... Can you see that there? That very distant. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. I didn't get uh, drunk last night. I'd like. Well, I got a bit drunk, didn't I? But I didn't get that drunk. And I. It does. Look at that, people at home. Oh, look how astonished and disgusted. What do you think that is? Is it? That's good. I want it, Conor. Kind of. It's like it looks like a bruise. Is that what a ringworm does? No. Come here, then, mate. Come here, James Harriet. There you go. You, and you have to stick your hand up my ass to you, to to work out what. It's a very mysterious thing. I think I might have been abducted by aliens. That's odd, isn't it, when you wake up and a mark's on you and you don't know where that's from. It makes me wonder if I just have blacked out and who knows what's been going on in my life. Uh, That's my excuse if my wife fans anything out. So uh, uh, the news that's come up, I don't know if... By the time people are at home, uh, all sorts of things might have happened in this particular story, but uh, you may remember CJ uh, from Eggheads... (laughs) Wrote an autobiography in which he admitted that he thought he'd killed someone in Amsterdam by kicking them into a canal 20 years ago. Uh, and then a year later, after that was published, the police got round to investigating it and he was arrested for murder, because that he'd admitted. Uh, and then he was let go because they didn't, they'd done the wrong forms or something, they didn't have enough, there wasn't enough evidence, and I think they thought he was making it up, which is what I think. But now CJ from Eggheads is suing the police for the wrongful arrest of... That's quite a a scam to have pulled off, isn't it, for CJ from Eggheads? He's admitted killing someone, then been arrested for it, and then is suing the police for the crime that he made up himself. I have to say, I'm very impressed by CJ from Eggheads. And I'm slightly worried about him suing me for all the things I just said then. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough, CJ from Eggheads. And what else? This week I've been... um, Filming a uh, a, for as it occurs to me, which should be out very soon, a Artemis, some people call it, and it's um, uh, I've been uh, doing I did five sketches of a series of six. Uh, which were about me having sex with a robot made out of toasters. So that's been quite an that's been quite an unusual week for me. Uh, there was one episode of it that involves my daughter coming in with my wife and seeing me having sex with the toaster robot and then being disgusted. So I had to my daughter. <laughs> I wasn't actually having sex with the... It was that we were acting. Uh, but my, my daughter came in and uh, to make her feel more comfortable, I uh, let her come and meet the robot because I was worried she'd be scared of it. She came and She wasn't scared. She loved it. It had like these two funnels on for breasts, upside down funnels. And my daughter just immediately went... So, you know, she's take, she takes after me. That is the... I don't know if that's going to mentally scar her. She seemed to enjoy it at the time, but I just wonder if she'll be with a therapist in 20 years time. going, yeah, my dad made me watch him have sex with a load of toasters. Is that, has that happened to anybody else? I can go, no? Okay, well... And uh, I'd like to say hello to Matthew Payne, who is, uh, there he is, he's the uh, VIP guest there. He's put his hat on for a second. Thank you, he's uh, paid extra money. He may ask a question. You shout out if I forget. You can ask a question uh, to Lucy Porter later on. You're drinking the fine, it cost uh, 19 pounds the champagne today, which is uh, the second most expensive bottle of champagne that uh, I've given to VIP guests. So that's, you know, usually it's the same, you can get one for 15. I got one from Waitrose for 13 the other week, so that is... 19 pounds you've had there. (laughs) Which, given how much you paid for the tickets, might seem. And the hats, uh, 20p. I gave you two hats, that's 40p I've given you in in hats. Because it's the end of the series nearly, I've kind of splashed out. Anyway, I sense that people aren't as interested in this as I am, so I will, if anyone anyone has any uh, theories about that straight, at home, if anyone knows what that is, you've seen it up close. I may, by the time this comes out, I may be dead. It might be like, it could be like in Game of Thrones, couldn't it, that is just the beginning of the, whatever that stuff, what's that called, nerds? You know, when they, gets that disease then Ian Glenn gets that disease and it goes, what's it called? Grayscale. Grayscale, could be that, couldn't it? it could be pink scale. Uh, so um, let's crack on, bruise scale. It's got some kind of weird bruise from, I wonder what I did. Anyway, please sit back and welcome uh, a woman who is probably best known for her appearance on Clive Dunn, the tribute. (laughs) That's where where we know her from. It's Lucy Porter, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, please welcome Lucy Porter. Lovely Lucy Porter. (laughs) Hello, come in. Pull up a microphone, sit down.
1: Make yourself at home. Evening. How are you doing? I'm, I'm both honoured and humbled uh, to be in your presence. Good. Uh,
0: correct. That is, that's the correct reaction. And no one has ever said that in the 132 episodes I've done so far. I get uh,
1: excited about Clive Dunn, though. So, yeah, exactly. You Were know. you, you a big fan of Clive Dunn's? No. <laughs>
0: How did you end up in the tribute show to Clive? He's dead. Clive Dunn's dead, by the way. He's died twice because it came up again this year, didn't it? It came up quite recently. He died in 2012. But he was surprisingly
1: young in Dad's Army. That was the thing. He was, yeah. We all had to say on the Clive Dunn tribute programme, you had to say, even though he seemed so old, he was but a 34-year-old man when he recorded that. Yeah, it was a completely shameless... Act of whoring on my behalf where they said, Did you like Dad's army? And I was like, Yeah, it was all right. And they said, Would you like 500 pounds to say that you like Dad's army? And I was, I probably could. Yeah, I could probably do that. <laughs> but he was, he was a great actor. He was. What and he was a great singer.
0: Let's make the rest of this podcast just a tribute to <laughs> Clive Dunn. Let's just talk about our members of Clive Dunn. there was a lot Clive that Dunn. didn't
1: go out on yeah. the Channel 5 tribute to Clive sure. Dunn that I, I feel should
0: have... Grand, we Love You, didn't he?
1: He did. Yeah, he he was... did. And I think he did some follow-up singles as well, which didn't do quite so well.
0: Actually, it was a good one, and I can't remember it, but if you check it out, Danny Baker tweeted about one of... He, had, he did a song that was... Quite like good, groovy and quite. Good I've art. got a
1: lot of old comedians' records. Yeah. There was a uh, there was an album called All You Are Awful, yes. which had uh, Jim Dale. You remember Jim Dale? Fantastic lyricist. Right. He wrote the lyrics to Georgie Girl. He
0: wrote Dickie Dum Dum. Dicky Dum Dum.
1: Dum Dum. Dum Dum. Dum Dum. Dicky, dicky Dum Dum. A fantastic dum-dum. lyricist. <laughs> 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 I listen to a lot of CBeebies theme tunes at the moment, yes. so that to me is uh, is high art. Yeah, me no, too. the Dicker Dum Dum was uh, it was all a swinging sixties. It was got to go to Piccadilly. Piccadilly, something, and it was all about going yes. down the King's Road and picking up girls in go-go boots. And, and he did
0: a, he didn't do you are awful, but I like you kind of done that. That must have been Dick Emery. Yeah, that was Dick Emery.
1: Yeah, okay. There was uh, Brian, uh, uh, George Roper, whatever his name was, Brian Murphy. Murphy, well done. Um, I saw him
0: today. I was watching. Uh, well, I was going to talk about this in the open titles, but I saw uh, Danny Dyer's uh, "Who Do You Think You Are," which is fucking amazing. I mean, if you're at home, <laughs> it's just the most f- amazing. Who, I love Who Do You Think You Are
1: I love it I, I love want it. to
0: become famous just so I can be on Who Do You Think You Are <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I want from being I to get back on TV so I can do that and it's just the most spectacular. Well, I
1: saw the ninety-second yeah. edited package that someone had done on the internet, yeah. which was all you needed to know. Well,
0: I, it's, it's, I don't know. It's the ju- it was the juxtaposition. He goes, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's, it will have been a while now since it's been out. His family tree goes back to the royal family, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he goes, but he goes to this arist, this, <laughs> this aristocrats uh, in Oxfordshire or somewhere, and he goes to this massive mansion. He's driving and going, this is a nice gaff. look at There's a massive, lo-. and then he goes, he's got a fucking moat he's got a moat <laughs> the, the guy has a drawbridge you know and, and so then this guy who is whatever cousins how many times removed of Danny Dyer is walking along with Danny Dyer uh, it's brilliant it, it's absolutely the best but Brian Murphy is in, uh, uh, is in Run For Your Wife which um, is is that what it's called the one about the taxi driver where he's a it biggamous taxi driver the Ray Cooney, Ray Cooney yeah, they film
1: do with Denise Van out, Denise
0: out and the girl from uh, Girls Aloud Sarah and, Harding. Yeah, and Rolf Harris.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and Brian Murphy's in the trailer. So that's, that's the reason that I, I went back to that.
1: For so. my 40th birthday, my husband bought me uh, Run for Your Wife on DVD, signed by uh, Brian Ricks
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Vicky Michelle. Wow. He was one of the producers of it. Isn't and they? I love it. They're awed by Vicky Michelle there. Uh, uh,
0: it did the kind of, I think it's one of the worst.
1: It made like £20. Yeah, it was pounds a terrible the thing in right box. Yeah. It's
0: worth watching the trailer of that. And then watch uh, Who Do You Think You Are? Because then your, uh, your opinion of Danny Dyke called Change will spin around. But it's well worth seeing. I that's, so anyway, I can't remember. We, that was because of... that was There of was also Brian on effort.
1: that album, there was Terry Scott did a song called I Like Birds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of the... Do look it up, Terry Scott. I Like Birds. <laughs> All kinds of birds. And it's obviously, it's about birds. Oh. And some birds are called tits.
0: They are, that's That's good
1: yeah I've saved you time there we go you've
0: got the, yeah. good uh, so look we used to share flats in Edinburgh a lot
1: well didn't we so we
0: then? had a sort of all sorts that's of what
1: I call the wilderness years all
0: the tales we could tell of it. well it was like you met your husband in that flat I know and I was in that flat that's why I was single <laughs> in that flat you had a choice of two men
1: to be honest, Sarah Kendall was woman. there and she was the most attractive prospect, even but though I am was... a straight woman. But uh, yes, <laughs> uh, she rejected me, so yeah. I moved down the list uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Justin was next. Yeah. And then, you know, it yeah. could, what could have been had he not been, been, been unexpectedly available?
0: There was like a year, There was a one. it was happened halfway through um, three or four years. There was a, a couple of years where you weren't together
1: yeah when we shared it took a you a little
0: while to, it took you a little while to fall in love with each other. I or think you... it
1: was the night the night that sealed it for me was when we did uh, kitchen karaoke, <laughs> and uh, you stripped to the waist for reasons that weren't even clear at the time. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and we all danced around the kitchen doing this. And uh, so I can't, there was a lot of country and Western songs. And yeah. there was a lot of sort of... Uh, Sarah Kendall and I did the rap from TLC's Waterfalls, as I recall. <laughs> and, um, and and Justin being six foot five, a ridiculous height for anyone to be. Um, and I'm four foot eleven. And he kind of picked me up and sort of flung me around the kitchen. And uh, I thought that's the man I'm going to marry.
0: <laughs> and does he do that all the time still? <laughs> He's that, never that, done it never again. <laughs> get, that was the promise.
1: Maybe that's how you got um, a, I haven't it. seen the it show it. me. Cause you think... Yeah, no, I tell you. I had this uh, at the Edinburgh Festival where I had mystery bruising <laughs> here, yeah. and it was because I'd been leaning on the microphone stand right. <laughs> in a kind of sort of you know. I wonder what I've been repetitively
0: doing with my right hand. I <laughs> need <laughs> <laughs> so to make them up. I don't...
1: It's all, yeah, the tales that hand could tell, it could. Richard. The tales it could <laughs> tell.
0: <laughs> it would be one tale. i <laughs> <laughs> quite repetitive, tale. <laughs> stretching back now. Uh, 35 years. 35? Um,
1: 35, that's, you've, 35 you've pinpointed, years of masturbation, yeah, I would okay. say, yeah. How old are you?
0: I'm 49. Okay, uh, Probably, I'd say 36, 37. I was quite an early start. Uh,
1: I mean, I thought that seemed late yeah. for you, but... Uh... Thank
0: you. <laughs> what a wonderful journey it has been. <laughs> Um, so you're very small and your husband is very tall. Yes. Are you planning to try and breed average-sized people? Was is that, is that your plan as a sort of experiment?
1: It was like a medical experiment. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, everybody said this is kind of, you know, it's like crossing a cart horse with a Shetland pony. You yeah. know, it's, it's ambitious. And... Um, and then when I was pregnant, everyone was terrified for me. And you know, like normally, usually you, so you get pregnant and people are like, oh, that's wonderful, congratulations. And with me, they're like, congratulations, but are you going to have a C-section? Because uh, that's going to be hard work. But... Um they were normal. They were yeah. normal when they came out. They're massive now. Yeah. They are, like, I was say, you know how you have to sort of start moving things up onto higher shelves as kids get older? I can now no longer reach the cleaning fluids <laughs> in my own home. <laughs> They're outstripping me very quickly. Right. But so. I have that. all my friends' kids, uh, you know, when they get to about nine or ten, like, they graduate from having the marks on the door of how tall they are to when will it be that I overtake Lucy? <laughs> to be a, a normal adult-sized human being. No. It's fine, though. It's
0: all right. I, like having, so I have a lot of tall people on this podcast, so I always like it when it's small, people who are smaller than me. It's you and Matthew Crosby so far. <laughs> that's, that's I should have
1: bred it. with Matthew Crosby. Uh, that should. would have been much better. I might see what he's up to what now. What
0: terrible <laughs> hobbit children those would be. <laughs>
1: Well, Justin went Justin did a program called Fast and Loose which was a sort of improv thing on BBC2 and the guy who booked that I, I don't even think he realised but he booked um Justin Greg Davies who's 2 inches taller than Justin and Humphrey Carr who is about yeah. sort of 6 6 and I was like this this producer's got a type <laughs> he doesn't know it but he's got a type and I went to like the you know the rap party for that and it <laughs> was like okay. I don't mind
0: no it's nice being little, isn't
1: it? It's like, right. do you know what? Actually, it works as a combination because he reaches all the high stuff, yeah, and then I am the floor ninja, so I go for anything that's kind of, you know, anything that's on the floor. It's
0: like Jack Sprat and his wife, isn't it? Yeah, like You can't reach anything in the middle because <laughs> he can't bend down, and you can't. Reach Justin up.
1: Edwards could reach no low, and his wife could reach <laughs> yeah. no high. One day he picked up a thing, and she had to sweep up a pie. Oh, that's good.
0: it's it's an instant classic it is (laughs) right I want to talk to you about uh, the quiz shows that I always talk about You've been on Pointless,
1: oh, Pointless Celebrities. It's my favourite. Do you know you were saying you want to be famous for, yeah. the, who, who do you think you are? For me, it's quizzing yeah. is the thing that I now feel that that's the whole reason that I do stand-up is so I can do quizzes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, so I did Pointless. I had a second bite at Pointless, oh, did you, this series. Which, have you... Again, no spoilers. Yeah. But, all I, so last time I was on with Ed Byrne. Yeah. And we got to the final round of Pointless and we were defeated by John McCrick and his wife, the booby. <laughs> Um, And, you know, John McCreary... I've played poker with John McCreary as well. You know, we sort of our paths keep crossing and I don't get to like him anymore any time I ever meet him. (laughs) And uh, and we got knocked out. So the question was about Top of the Pops house dancers. Right. And uh, the... So it was, you know, name Top of the Pops dancing troops and they went for can't remember anyway they went for one and we had a choice and ed said let's go for legs and co
0: mistake everyone i know and i was
1: them. like I, I was like it feels wrong but i don't know why it feels wrong and of course as everyone you're all sitting there knowing legs and co were of course an itv dance troupe uh, as seen on kenny everett and that sort of thing oh,
0: that was hot gossip yeah
1: oh was that hot gossip yeah. oh well then that's how that's no it, yeah. that was the wrong so I've yeah. now got it wrong again yeah okay
0: so he got it wrong and then you got it wrong he got
1: it wrong and then I've done that thing yeah. of got it, yeah <laughs> whatever it was it was wrong but it so,
0: it's it's, it, it, all of mine I can't talk about the five. I've been on a third time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like if you go on four times without giving too much away and you don't win think of, have I been on four times or three <laughs> times I don't even know I've been on it so many times I'm not going to say <laughs> if I've won the last I didn't <laughs> uh, and you know, guess the point. If I go on four times, that's just like the law of averages say you should win one <laughs> just by luck of the way it falls falls through. So yes, that's. Well, this time but it's, it's always been the person I've been with's fault.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Would well, you know this? And I went time, with my
0: wife this time, so that's.
1: <gasps> was it celebrity couples? It
0: was. It was celebrity family. We got called up the day before the recording because um, uh, John Stapleton and uh, Lynn Fordwood Fools- had <laughs> <laughs>
1: pulled out. <laughs> oh.
0: That's where I am on the celebrity ladder. <laughs> They thought it's the day before. Who will do it? (laughs) (laughs) And has a has a a family.
1: That's very well. I was on with Rob Deering this time, who is an amazing quizzer. Oh, you won. Our pre-show chat, we were so cocky, and I was talking about how I'd won Celebrity Mastermind. I don't like to talk about it, but I did. And um, Rob had also just won Celebrity Mastermind. Yeah, all right. uh, have you done Celebrity masterminds? I did do
0: Celebrity oh Mastermind. God. I got like you did. I didn't. You. I thought I'd broken the record. I got thirty-five points. Uh huh. And I didn't win. Oh. Thirty-five points, one pass. How many passes did you have? Uh, one. Yeah. It was
1: uh, what was Steve Martin's character in The Simpsons?
0: Ooh.
1: I still don't know. I still can't remember.
0: No. Anyone know that? Ray Patterson. Who? Ray Patterson. Ray but Patterson. Oh, wow there Should you go well done
1: one. I know you can be with me and Pointless next yeah. time because and again without wishing to spoil it if you can imagine when you've done a pre-show chat about how amazing you both are at quizzing <laughs> what would be the worst thing that could then happen <laughs> and that was what happened okay. so uh, yeah it was really humiliating Yeah. and uh, well I've done point uh, 15 to 1
0: yeah how'd you get on there terrible okay that's Um, a tough that's a tough one yeah I crumbled you've done oh go and tell me about that first you crumbled
1: it was uh, Dave Gorman was one side of me Frank Skinner was the other side of me and I had been a bit cocky and I'd lost no lives again you see I'm saying the pattern is (laughs) I'm a little bit full of myself is the problem because then I got one question wrong and went absolutely to bits And Gorman swept in. Yes. Yeah.
0: And... he saw the weakness. That's what he does. That's how he lives his life. Yes,
1: exactly. He was there waiting to pounce. But uh, but yeah, he and Frank Skinner were both brilliant. And then I just did um, the chase.
0: Oh, I'd love to do the chase. oh it's
1: brilliant. You've got to do it. It's yeah, so good. they won't good. have me on. Oh, they will. They won't. Eventually, someone will drop out. Okay. <laughs> On the phone to John Stapleton and say, "Listen, agree to do it, and then do what we did the other time. Drop we, out the The one before. I want to
0: be on. Have you been on this one, Tipping Point?
1: No, that's what I want to be on. I know we can only we can, we can all only dream of Tipping Point, Richard. I mean, you I know, really there hope. are some things that are beyond. I've the...
0: become even. I've been, always been obsessed with Tipping Point, but I've now started <laughs> wondering about Ben Shepherd and the internal monologue he has. <laughs> I can't work out whether he's happy with what's going on. Or whether just in his mind he's going, why, why is this? Good? Why do I have to keep coming in here to do this? <laughs> There's only so much you can say about some revolving disks falling after some shit. And I think
1: Ben Shepherd is a very bright, you he know, is. it's it's funny isn't it when you meet those daytime people because they have to kind of conceal their intellectual prowess. Like Lorraine is one of the most brilliant women I've ever met. Yes. And I do I like I long for the day that Lorraine retires not because I you know I will be devastated in so many ways, <laughs> but um because I think she's going to go rogue. I think she's going to absolutely kind of go because you know she Got um, horoscopes banned from uh, GMTV. Oh, did she? Yeah, because yeah. she was like, it's all bullshit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have them on the show. And I was <laughs> like, okay, she's amazing. She's very good. <laughs> Tell you the one that um, I liked. And I don't even know if it's on anymore. Was the one. It was called something like The Edge. And they had to bowl. So you answered the general knowledge questions and then you had to bowl a ball. Did anyone see that one? It was the most unbelievably (laughs) shit thing you've ever seen. Because they'd have to say... So, you know, the general knowledge questions were fine. But then... So they bowled this ball and obviously, you know, it went up and up and up. But then if you went over the edge, you were done for. And um, they had to... I can't remember who that... Who was the host of that? Mark Benton. Thank you. Mark Benton. Mark Benton? Was it Mark Benton? It should have been anyway, if it wasn't Mark Benton. Um, but the, and they kind of had to say, so what's your tactics going to be? And of course, every time it was, I'm going to try and throw it just hard enough, but not too hard. I love that. There are some presenting gigs that you yeah. do think, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have brought any passion to that.
0: <laughs> you were on Never Mind the Full Stops. Do you remember that?
1: Oh my god! It's
0: the grammar quiz with the Julian fellows who wrote uh, <gasps> Downton Abbey later afterwards.
1: Was that like for Sky or something? Yeah,
0: it's for Sky. It was about punctuation. Were you on it as well? I was on it as well. Okay. I hated it. I've talked about it so many times. I just wondered if you had any stories about Julian fellows I being a dick. I literally
1: cannot remember yeah. doing it at all. Yeah. That's well, so bad. According
0: to IMDb, you, you're on there, but you I know.
1: probably I, I remember doing What the Dickens.
0: Yes, I did that as well.
1: uh, Sandy was hosting that, wasn't it? Or Sue Perkins? Sandy or
0: Sue. I think they might have swapped over in... uh...
1: (laughs) The interchangeable lesbians (laughs) of (laughs) (laughs) television.
0: Good. Well, you've won a Celebrity Mastermind with 35 points, as anyone would expect.
1: (laughs) So... um... I remember you were bitter because you said they'd the rules or something or they'd the timings or... they, uh,
0: che- in my, I've said this stuff so much in my Sorry. one I Sorry, was I keeping count I don't was, keep track it was of me versus Henry Kay from Antiques Roadshow who did antiques as a specialist <laughs> subject which is not allowed <laughs> <laughs> we got, she got one more than me I got one wrong in the first bit she got mm-hmm. all of us right mm-hmm. and we got exactly the same second up It's actually she passed on two so if I'd got one more point I would have won I was counting up as she was going on to see, you know, and she got to 40, right? So I thought, ah, oh, this was amazing, but she's won. And then they came down, and then they said, oh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle, and there was a bit of a pause they in the recording, and they waited. And then they came back, and they said, and Henry Kay got 36 points. So obviously, they had just kept recording, and the bloke whose one job is to fucking ring the buzzer <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> forgot to ring the bus.
1: Oh my God. And so
0: whether they went back and really timed it properly to make sure that was in, because they would have had to do it at yeah. the end of a question, when they put, they couldn't have put it in, because, uh, well, what's his face, for that to say, I've started, so I've finished, wouldn't he? Yeah.
1: And so, oh, John Humphrey. So
0: I think, you know, there's, there's a lot well, of controversial they just, they... things in TV. <laughs> uh, this, I think I was robbed of my celebrity mark. I didn't make a fuss at the time.
1: They just didn't like you, did they? They That's didn't the like problem. me. And John, it was his name John Humphreys? John Humphreys, yeah. He went,
0: when she won, he went, I'm delighted you've won. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
1: off.
0: And punched him.
1: We had a controversy on the chase, actually. There did was you? an answer that Jay Rayner disputed. And uh, it was very, it was really interesting because, you know, it's like... It's... It wasn't
0: even on the chase, he just came in. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's got a lot of time in his yeah. hands. because um, you know, you don't really think what's gonna happen. And I mean I personally wouldn't have had the balls to say, sorry, I think that's wrong. Yeah. But he did, and it was amazing, and they stopped the show and the lawyer came down and they kinda it was it was like, God, this is really yeah, this is yeah. sort of serious, serious yeah. stuff.
0: It's a lot of money. You can do that in you can do that in mastermind. You can challenge, but they have to stop the thing. Yeah. Because my la- if I got the my last question after I I relaxed after that. I got I was really going fast home and I get a beep 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 beep, beep on the, and I did. It was just beep what beep beep. I thought, like, yeah, i got an extra question. <laughs> i got that question right. I was I'd have won, basically. Yeah. And it was question, what four letter word describes food that is of no nutritional value? And I said fast food. And it's junk food.
1: Junk. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I said, see... I, I
0: came in too fast. I had all the time in the world to stop and think about it. As I said, I knew it was sort of wrong, but I reckon I could have almost... Just, it wasn't. What
1: wasn't you should right. do is go on again and every single question, yeah. dispute the question. Okay. <laughs> and just grind them down. I would never.
0: I wouldn't go on again. It was so... I, I still dream about it.
1: Really? Yeah, I,
0: I had such a... I had a dream where I was on... on, It was all just in a muddy field. It was all the chairs and I had to walk (laughs) through mud to get to the... That's how much it affects me.
1: Well, because the thing is, though, Rich, it's very different when you win. Yeah. Um. Because I, you know, I did University Challenge and uh, I was on a team with, um, it was a lovely woman called Christine Burns and uh, Jesse Armstrong who writes Peep Show and Judge Rinder oh, nice. off of the dancing now. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, so it, the way you do it, so you go up to Manchester and or to Salford rather and you go to Salford and they record all of it in two days. So we did our first round and, um, and did very, very well in the first round. And then we and we were so kind of like, oh, we're all best mates, everything's amazing. Because <laughs> obviously when you win, you feel fantastic. And we were all like, oh, let's, let's all stay in touch forever. We're like best friends forever. And then we lost the next round. And we all kind of went, yeah, all right, bye, see you later. Because we, like, we were like, whatever happens, we're going to go out and have dinner after the show. We're just going to, you know, we're going to enjoy ourselves. But then, yeah, when you win, yeah. it is such a horrible crushing... Because, yeah. I mean, dying at a comedy gig is horrible, but sort of losing a quiz is worse, I think.
0: Yeah. I'd rather win Pointless than Celebrity Mastermind, though. Would you? Yeah. Uh you know...
1: (laughs) I shall shall watch with interest your next (laughs) film. I'm
0: really good at Pointless. And I know it, because the older I get now, my memory is starting. My memory used to be amazing. I used to get everything, and now... Um, oh, and also,
1: because now, any music after about 2000... Yeah. It's like when I listen to Popmaster in the morning, which I do every day, <laughs> and if any question starts, which 2012 album? I'm like, no, just, no, nothing. I've got nothing. And you just lose touch, that's the problem. You know everything up to a certain point, and then it's gone.
0: It's a shame, isn't it? Mm. Then you die. Yeah. <laughs> So have you seen... Die
1: the, never having one celebrity I've never, mastermind. Yeah.
0: Or, I've got no, 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 fucking nothing. I'm the best at <laughs> tr- trivia of every so-called celebrity. If, if Jay Rain was a fucking celebrity, how did he get on the chase and I didn't get on? <laughs> so anyway, you, have you... Um, I'm, I'm fine about it. So it's... <laughs> um, have you seen the YouGov pages where they, you can find out what your fans are like?
1: No. Uh
0: Good. Uh, your fans (laughs) uh, your fans um, uh, this is uh, it's quite interesting I I think it kind of works on what they are different from other people's fans on but um, your last time we had um, Sarah Millican on and her fans just like chocolate cake and mash (laughs) like
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm hoping for from my fans Well, your fans
0: um, are well your the favourite food of your fans is lamb handy (laughs) Which I don't you know, I kinda of
1: you know bit... what's happened here is I've got one fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so clearly that, isn't it? That one person which on. I've never
0: heard of. Second, scotch pie, which <laughs> sounds like something <laughs>
1: I've made up. Third, Durango. Just, scotch pie is just heroin and <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> <Yeah, maybe. Third, laughs> sorry, that's a regional. Third target. favourite
0: food is Durango.
1: <laughs> that's amazing movie, is isn't that? It? I think that's a Quentin Tarantino film, I'm not yeah. entirely sure.
0: Their favourite uh, sport is Formula One. <laughs>
1: doesn't seem like... Do you know, that's so hilarious. The only time I've ever had an argument with Leo Sayer... Yeah. ...was... <laughs> 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 I mean, you can all tell your stories in a minute, but mine... <laughs> Um, I had been booked to be on, I think it was Talk Sport. (laughs) And they, you know, I I was plugging a show and they said, we go on Talk Sport? And they said, are there any sports that you're into? And I'm not at all. And they said, oh, you play poker a bit, don't you? So yeah. So they said, well, that would do. So I went on to talk about playing poker. And um, there was uh, the Formula One, some Formula One thing was going on. And they said to me at the end of my interview, they said, oh, so what do you think of Formula One? And I said, well, I just think it's a massive waste of petrol, really. You know, I can't see the... It's just all about... who's got the best car it's not interesting and um, then we went to uh, and had break and then came back and Leo Sayer who was at the Formula 1 thing who apparently is a massive fan of Formula 1 was incandescent <laughs> with rage and said I don't know who that woman you have on the show is but she's completely wrong and went on to berate me for about 10 minutes about what a, a, an incredibly complex sport Formula 1 was wow. uh, I always liked him until Yeah.
0: well you, you riled him when he's riled he goes he...
1: I just pictured his hair.
0: The top Facebook pages of your fans... Go on. Number one, HG Wells. Good. Number two, Richard Herring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're just looking you up going, well, I know she won Celebrity Mastermind, but I wonder...
0: The third top Facebook page (laughs) is Windows. I don't know if that's just (laughs) Windows in general or the computer software... Still an odd thing, isn't it? The third <laughs> we go, better go to the Windows Facebook page. Whichever Windows it is, it's fucking odd. Do they uh, Oh I love that Windows
1: <laughs> This? But is I'm useful. not on your
0: on Twitter, I'm not in there. Tim Dave Gorman, Tim Harford.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. Tim Harford? Tim Harford does uh, more or less on the BBC, doesn't he? Okay. That's Tim Harford, yeah. Um I think he was on University Challenge though at the okay. same in the same batch that I was, so
0: Faisal Islam?
1: in the same university challenge okay. it's people who like university challenge
0: <laughs> <laughs> robin ince yeah.
1: and there robin ince who i also shared a flat with in edinburgh okay. before so your it's time what, it's people
0: interested in interested who you've shared flats with <laughs> and <laughs> yes. where you went to university um i did a gig for you recently where you uh well quite recently where you have um mothers and babies in the lunchtime called screaming with laughter he's still yeah. doing those
1: uh, no you killed it off <laughs> that was it we never did um, no I've handed it on to Have a you? wonderful woman called Hattie Ashdown oh yes because rea- my children are now four and six yeah and I, the problem is, I love babies too much, so I go along to those gigs, and I will at some point steal a baby. <laughs> so uh, I didn't trust myself anymore to do it.
0: It's a nice idea. As, an, as a mm. new parent, I kind of appreciate it. You have comedians. It's a lunchtime gig, and you can bring your baby. Yes. And then comedians come on. But then, it's, as a comedian, it's quite an odd
1: it's really gig to awful. do
0: <laughs> because there are lots of crying babies in the audience, which doesn't usually happen. There's usually one crying baby in an audience. <laughs>
1: Normally, <laughs> people cry man. and soil themselves. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, oh. It's, uh, it's But not a what was interesting
0: but... is that it was I think all it was all women uh, comedians uh, apart from me on mine, and then and the babies cried than all of them. And yes. I came on and the babies all were quiet when yeah. I spoke. Yeah,
1: Daddy's home. Yeah, <laughs> and you may well have been the daddy. Who knows? Could, with you, with your it reputation,
0: Chis- it was in Chiswick. It's uh, oh, my. <laughs> my stomping ground. <laughs> The yummy mummies. <laughs> All the second kids are mine. <laughs> <laughs> is...
1: Well, it is a funny... It's it's a nice thing. I started doing it when my babies were babies. Yeah. And it was just a way for me to get out of the house and see my mates. And I thought, oh, it'd be... An... And it's more of a social enterprise than a, a comedy gig, really. Because it's, you know, it's really nice when you are... Because normally you go to things like Baby Bounce and Rhyme Time and horrible swimming clubs where you have to stand there holding a baby and the shallow end getting really cold and baby massage where you grease up your baby and then it tries to get away from you and it's all, you know. (laughs) So uh, I thought it would be a really nice thing to do. And it is is a really nice thing but I think the main thing that it does is legitimise daytime drinking for new parents. (laughs) So they can be quite... Interesting audiences because yeah. also people are you know you're not when you first have a baby you're absolutely nuts everybody is because you're sleep deprived yeah. it's a and it's it's normally first time parents who come and so yeah they're completely sort of insane and laughing like (laughs) and you know when people do dirty stuff they absolutely love it because you know once you have a baby you are completely desexualized so it's kind of lovely when I always get young you know like 20 something the blokes the really blokey blokes along and it completely terrifies them because they have all these kind of new mums sort of laughing but also kind of rubbing their legs slightly <laughs> So yeah, it's a lot it's a lot of fun. No,
0: good. I am going to ask you some of my. You emerged... were very good by the way. Was, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. It was um it was it was tricky.
1: You shouldn't have talked quite so much about post childbirth genitals maybe but <laughs> I love the way you were saying how weird it is to meet someone when they've just come out of some genitals yeah. screaming It's like imagine meeting them when they've just come out of your genitals. I know. That's awkward. <laughs> It's a weird situation it would be, be more
0: awkward if they come out of my genitals <laughs> <laughs> some things have come out there I mean some living things have come out of there but I just stamp on them now and make sure they don't <laughs> not making that mistake again <laughs> They're very hardy, though, so you'll watch out from there still.
1: <laughs> Kicking down a drain and they're flourishing in the sewers. That's the problem.
0: They'll find their way up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you an emergency question. I wanna, I've been asking most people this. I've got a couple I definitely want to ask you, uh, but I definitely want to ask you um, uh, this one. Uh, if, uh, what... I don't want to make sure I c- phrase it correctly. I think I can remember it. Oh, it does, actually, I have not actually Oh, yes. Take your if time. you had to do a human centipede with two other people, <laughs> you are in the middle... Okay. But you get to choose the person, the people who are attached at either end. Who would you attach to your mouth and anus?
1: Okay. Okay, front. Yeah. Kim Wilde.
0: Okay, nice.
1: Rear Jeremy Clarkson. Okay. <laughs> I don't really want to elaborate any further. Okay. But, uh,
0: Kim Wilde's a very good choice.
1: I just I love Kim Wilde. Yeah. I'd do anything with her. And
0: she probably she's a gardener now, and she she probably eats quite fresh produce. Oh. Yeah. So that wouldn't Earthly, be so bad. But yeah. that's
1: fine. Earth- well, yeah, you
0: know, everything's going to be earthy <laughs> from where you're from where you're crouching. <laughs> good, good answer. Um, have you ever met Brian Blessed? Uh,
1: I've, no, I've met Robin Ince uh, doing his oh, he does impression, impression many, many he, yeah. times. Uh, no, right. I... Um, no. Okay.
0: There's no way there's no way of spinning that if you haven't met him. Well, I
1: was trying to think if there was any kind of, uh, you know, I could have been the baby that he bit the umbilical cord of, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't even think that would work time-wise. My husband's a huge fan of Brian Blessed yeah, and bet. can do a very good Brian Blessed right. impersonation with his massive lungs. Yes. But, um, yeah, we, we fall out over... Uh, he likes the film Flash... Yes. And it was only through discovering that he liked the film Flash that I discovered he liked the band Queen, <laughs> which has now become possibly the fault line in our marriage. Oh, really? that is going, I, I'm talking about it in the tour that I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. I talk about how much I despise the band Queen.
0: Wow.
1: And it's, I know, it, it, I mean, this is... it is, homophobia
0: that's the main problem? Mainly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I understand.
1: Yeah. yeah. You
0: I should just... be pretty happy, really, then, <laughs> if that's the problem.
1: <laughs> I know I do feel it all worked
0: out well for you. It's the.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Do you know what, actually? I'd never thought about it, but I do prefer Brian May to Freddie Mercury, so do maybe you? that is yeah. a little. Uh... Oh, was it Brian May and I? Well, because Justin's been in EastEnders, as has Brian May's okay. spouse. Yes, of course. We both got big hair. Yes. And I'm fond of badgers. Yes. You know, I'd probably get on with Brian May. Yeah. Um, but I despise his music. What
0: do you not like? The Queen is very catchy isn't it? and yeah, it's Yeah, that's the of the dead and...
1: It's just banal nonsense. <laughs> I just Don't get me started because I will go into routine, and yeah. I don't want to. I okay, don't want to do sully that. the audience with that. <laughs> with me suddenly standing up and doing a bit of my show. But it's um, they come and see the show, and that I will unleash my. What's body. the show called? It's called Consequences. Ah, yes, it mm. is.
0: And you're on at the Sower Theatre. We think you'll be by the time this goes out.
1: It's in March. Summertime. Yeah, it should be all
0: right. I think we should be all right.
1: Down in the base, in a rival, rival London theatre to this yeah.
0: one. it's all right. We're we're allowed. They've got a. This one's bigger. It is.
1: You're doing better. You, you may not have won Celebrity Mastermind, no. but you are doing better.
0: Only with you, having you on my show, though. That is, <laughs> that's how I've managed to get the, to fill the room. Yeah. Uh, good. Well, it's a shame you haven't met Brian Blessed. That has let my afternoon down. I'll ask you this instead, see mm-hmm. if we get, can get out of it. Um, <laughs> I'll ask you first of all: Have you ever seen a ghost?
1: Ooh, no. Oh no! I think they're bollocks. I thought um, you oh,
0: ooh like it was. Oh yeah, I've got a great story about that. No,
1: I did once. I once stayed in Jamie Theakston's house when he wasn't there. Um, (Laughter) <laughs> Which he may be freaked out by. I had yeah. a friend who knew Jamie Theakston and we went to stay in his house and she had a dog with her and there was a room in Jamie Theakston's house that the dog wouldn't go into. Wow. And, uh, and it was kind of, because it was like a lovely big old, you know, like I think Anne Boleyn had lived there at some point. Oh, it? it was a lovely old pile. And um, and the dog was happily pottering around Then there was this one door that the dog got to and it was like... <laughs> and, um, and, you know, we were like, oh, I'm to go and have a look. And we were sort of thinking it could be a ghostwriter it could be a sex dungeon yeah, we're not they, sure yeah,
0: could very easily <laughs> it was
1: neither it was neither I should say that
0: do sperm have dreams
1: <laughs>
0: no Okay. They um, do. do they have aspirations and hopes I mean they must they might, they've got something driving them on haven't they
1: I mean, it, it's sort of weird, isn't it, when you think probably sperm are like all of us, where you believe you are something, but you are just one of millions and you're eventually swallowed up into something that you don't exactly. really understand.
0: Oh, yeah, so yeah.
1: We're all sperm in a way. <laughs> Aren't we all sperm? I think we're all sperm, really. You know, you were up, talking but... about your. Um... <laughs> You you were um, talking about your dream about Mastermind. I had a dream last night about doing this show and I dreamed that we were doing a cookery item.
0: Okay, we can
1: do that. I know, maybe we should.
0: (laughs) It didn't (laughs) involve (laughs) sperm. Because it did a lot when you stayed in the flat uh, with me. (laughs) Not that you knew about it. (laughs) How do you spell diarrhoea?
1: D-I-A-R-R... H-O-E-A.
0: Fucking hell, that's good. So, a round of applause for... I can never spell that. I have to look it up every single time. And I write it a lot more than you would (laughs) think.
1: The good thing is, though, once you've got diary, you've got gonorrhea.
0: That's true.
1: That's a a handy thing in life, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm going to go back to... Oh, this is my question to find out, you know, if you're a regular person or not. How much is a pint of bull semen? (laughs) I've got a fan who who name makes bull semen. I don't think he does that, but he, his job is to sell bull semen. So he could he could answer that question for you, but I, I can't give you no. the correct answer. No. Uh, back to the proper questions. They were very sperm based, and I apologise for that. It was just the way the the, the, the way it fell. Uh, so you you're written, writing a sitcom for Radio Four. You said have written it's out. The fair. It's
1: by the time this goes out, it yeah. would have been gone. <sighs>
0: The Fair Intellectual Intellectual Club. So you did this as a play in Edinburgh like two years ago? Yeah, I did
1: a play in Edinburgh called The Fair Intellectual Club, which was based on the true story of a secret society of girls who, uh, sort of, at the dawn of the Enlightenment in the early 18th century, they decided that they were watching their brothers studying all these exciting advances in science and maths and stuff, and they weren't getting to do any of it. So they had this little secret society where they all met up in each other's rooms and they read up on some exciting topic, and then they'd all discuss it. Uh, in a little secret society. But they got found out because one of them got a boyfriend Mm. and she told her boyfriend about the secret society and he blabbed to his mates so it's a lovely thing it's about sort of female intellectualism and uh, and about the enlightenment it's also about how you can never trust men that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good and so then that's so is the, is the sitcom the same as the player or have you taken the the sitcom
1: is like a really silly version of it right. I've never it was the first sitcom I've ever written and right. I have to say you know I know you've done it and it is so hard it is. to I mean I think particularly hard uh, adapting something that was a play into six half hours of what I discovered was the characters had to kind of become a lot more broad, and um, you know, and there is, you know, with a sitcom, you have to sort of reinvent it every week, and uh, I found, yeah, I found it really, 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 really difficult.
0: And they pay so badly on the radio, so oh you have to work very God.
1: hard. Do you know that is? I remember my um, auntie was saying, "Oh, you're doing really well. <laughs> we hear you on the radio all the time," and uh, and I, it's, it, I mean this sounds awful because I know a lot of people do much harder things for much less money but the the perception of how much you make for doing yeah. sort of radio stuff is I think very different to the reality because you do like even because you think about you realise how much you're being paid and then you think about the really famous radio people and you go like you know Nicholas Parsons lived in a skip basically <laughs> you know it's um yeah it's kind of interesting I mean it's it's, it's in, in a way excessively well paid for what it is but at the same time it really isn't yeah.
0: I've just I've got I've just I've got, I'm writing a four-part sitcom and I've just been told how much I'm getting paid for it. Mm. I'm just quite depressed. <laughs> I <know>. So, because uh, <laughs> especially thank if God you've got if this. They'd, if they told me yeah. at the end, it would have been okay. But like, I've got to do it and then think, oh.
1: Fuck. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think as well, it's because we are inherently lazy. Because as comedians, you know, you sort of. You get into a certain lifestyle where you work very late, but then you get up late and you're a bit sort of... I mean, I take the kids to school and go back to bed, basically. That is what <laughs> I do. And um, and so then when you have to make a real effort to do something, yeah. you feel like, well, you should pay me a million pounds. <laughs> because I think
0: with a sitcom, it takes so long. If you're going to do it properly, it takes so long. Yeah. Like, it takes a year, really. Mm. So that's what, you know, I think mm. to create the characters and then the situations and then write it. Sometimes you can do it really quickly, but
1: and it's also because it is the sort of culmination of usually years of yeah. trying to get it away because it's such a torturous process even on radio yeah. you know it's it's very rare that, i mean mine was one of the quickest transitions i've ever known for anything yeah, from yeah. stage to to radio but yeah it's i mean i should say also i'm not being ungrateful you know when you <laughs> sort of think i i really do want to work again um so i am
0: being ungrateful <laughs> and I don't want to work again <laughs> <laughs> no I do I'm very excited about it um, <laughs> I don't do, you know I don't do this job for money thank God uh, as I say, think
1: because you know there was all that stuff about transparency of pay at the BBC yeah. and you know obviously the people who are being paid a lot of money are very anxious about it whereas people like me we're like please tell everyone how much we get paid <laughs> because then people won't email me all the time telling me I'm shit because then you'll be like oh my god is that all you get okay fair enough then you know I wouldn't expect I'm emba- to be I'd that be that too
0: embarrassed it. I don't want people to know I want the, them to pretend that I'm in the, the, the higher bracket uh, Is the I read a thing I don't know if this was you being just cheeky to an interviewer that you claimed your dad wrote Mull of Kintai is that a true story or that's is that,
1: completely true is it and I'm still waiting for the money from that okay. That's my dad uh, used to work in a chemist shop in Croydon and uh, Paul McCartney Came in one day, and my dad was singing a ditty, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and Paul McCartney took that melody and he turned it into "Mull of Kintyre," which is one of the highest-selling singles of all time. Right, and my dad has never seen a penny of that money, and he's uh, sadly died this year. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Not you know I mean I kind of feel like we need to spread the word more. I've sort of yeah. gently been mentioning it and rolling it out, yes. but I'm kind of hoping to start some kind of legal proceedings <laughs> by by the end of the year. Do you think
0: that's how Paul McCartney wrote all of his songs yeah. just in yeah. listening to chemists singing.
1: <laughs> 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 well, I mean you know, legendarily Scouse shopkeepers are very tuneful. Yeah. So I mean obviously that was the sort of big early catalogue, and then you know they went over to India. They didn't write much. That's
0: true. And he just dreamt yesterday. He said, "That's what Paul McCartney oh, said." Oh, I dreamt it. He yeah, just dreamt it. No, oh,
1: I dreamt it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's some. There's a fishmonger somewhere. Yeah. who could tell a different tale? He's not
0: even the real Paul McCartney. He's the real Paul McCartney died in 1963. <laughs> so
1: it's
0: it's that's why he has to copy the chemist. The real Paul McCartney wouldn't have done that. No. But the the, f- the f- fall. F- yeah. Fake Paul.
1: He's desperate for ideas. Just check
0: out his earlobes. That's what I'm saying. Do you just look at his
1: earlobes? Because all of them were originally... like My dad's Mull of Kintyre was originally yeah. called Cough Medicine, <laughs> I'm making some linctus for you. And, you know, yeah. he ditched the lyrics and he just kept the melody. Yeah. And that's what all of the Yesterday was originally called... uh, uh was originally called it Dover was, Soul. It was Dover Soul. It was a fish <laughs> market. It I was believe originally... in Dover Soul. <laughs> it Why
0: was actually...
1: you swam away? <laughs> I
0: don't... Anyway... When he woke up, this yeah. is a true Paul McCartney story that many of you will know. He woke up with a tune and he made up lyrics mm-hmm. which were scrambled eggs. Oh baby, I love your legs. That was the original, um, that was the original really lyrics good. to uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. That's just for fact fans <laughs> who may enjoy quizzes. That comes up on Pointless. You'll be glad if you're in Pointless that day. <laughs> do you when you watch stuff do you think oh I must remember that for Point if I'm ever on Pointless again like Kevin Spacey's in a film called Heartburn is a very tiny part and I've learnt that in case I get the films of Kevin Spacey
1: (laughs) It's things like the uh, sizes of champagne bottles. Yeah. Uh, I did. I had for a time next to the toilet all the American states and their capitals, oh, yeah, yeah. that side, and then all the British kings and queens, that side. Right. And every time I had occasion to linger on the toilet, yeah. I would kind of look at it. And it didn't go in.
0: No i just tried i to think learn i was it. concentrating
1: too hard on i tried business.
0: to i tried to practice i tried to learn stuff on in the cab on the way to pointless which is yeah, the most pointless yeah. thing you can
1: do. because
0: <laughs> yeah. you start quizzing yourself like i like um paul simon i know so much about paul simon and then you start and uh, kurt vonnegut i know so much about Paul yeah. kurt, and in the cab then i was thinking so what would you say if it was kurt vonnegut and i couldn't think of a single <laughs> kurt vonnegut <laughs> so then i had to go well, i better learn all the kurt vonnegut yeah titles because that'd be embarrassing because i'm a fan of his but i can't and, and somebody Paul something i couldn't remember anything so i had to check them and it's kind of that's a pointless thing to try and try to revise for pointless the
1: whole of human knowledge yeah of well like time, in yeah. an hour
0: on the way there yeah anyway people aren't as interested in pointless as you and i no. so uh you were also in uh, an edinburgh play of one flew over the cuckoo's nest with christian slayer and davy johns
1: I know who is now, now the Oscar-winning Davy Johns. Because yeah. uh, he had... So Dave Johns is a brilliant comedian who has had this incredible break. He's in Ken Loach's I Am Daniel Blake, as Daniel Blake. And uh, it's, you know, because in One Fle- he, he is a brilliant actor as well, but, I mean, in One Flow Over the Cookie's Nest, he and I had the two smallest parts. Correct. Right. So I had two lines... And he had one line which was "fuck 'em all," <laughs> and that was literally all he said for two hours in the uh, in the play. So it's yeah, it's amazing. But that was that could
0: have been you who went on to be Daniel Blake. I know. Well, I I'm
1: hoping could... Ken Loach will cast. Uh, yeah. we'll look around next time. And I was playing a tiny nurse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how, what was Christian Slater like? as to, to work with that was that was kind of an odd juxtaposition of him. Suddenly appearing the Edinburgh Fringe. Well,
1: because at that time... Because Edinburgh now, lots of people come and do plays and they have big names in plays, but he was, like, the, the first, really, that kind of the first sort of big Hollywood guy who'd said, I'll come over and do it. And, I mean, it was just brilliant watching the complete culture shift for him from Hollywood from LA from being treated like a celebrity to going to Edinburgh where many many Glaswegians would call him a cunt on a regular basis <laughs> <laughs> in a nice way but they are going, hey a cunt and he'd be like oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Um but yeah no he was he was like a puppet it was like having this crazy little puppy. Uh, it was so excited because, of course, you know, the thing about LA is it is very glamorous, but it's it's not very much fun mm. a lot of the time. They don't tend to drink in the same way that we do. They don't. So yeah, he had an amazing time, and we <laughs> all dicked about. It was like being at university because yeah. we there was um, 15 of us in the cast, and it was mostly comedians. And we all, I mean, I had two lines. And so I did very little work every night. But then we used to go out to clubs every night and be... And you'd be treated amazingly because they were all very excited to have Christian Slater in the room. So they would bring out bottles of champagne, very much like the pains are enjoying tonight, the bottles of champagne and, you know, and it would be amazing. And then Christian Slater would go home and then immediately the shutters would come down and they'd go, right, no more champagne for you now. That's it. You're you're just no marks. But it was, yeah, it was really good. Do you
0: still chat with Christian Slater on phone at night
1: we've lost touch okay.
0: that's a shame
1: we've lost touch yes.
0: talking of the pains do you have a matthew pain would you like to ask lucy porter a question yeah yes be, yeah. what would you like to ask don't make it a good one I'll try. don't make don't don't be rude
1: <laughs> oh mm. Ooh, which is best which is best very... with reasoning
0: have I got news for you or the news quiz
1: do you know what because before when we were talking in the dressing room I said if yeah. you're going to ask me a question just make it really flattering make it like how did you manage to be so clever and so beautiful at the same time <laughs> but what you've done there is you've gone for what, it's a subtle it's like yeah, yeah I have done both <laughs> That's I like that they've kind of yeah. bigged me up without it being noticeable if I hadn't just explained it to everyone <laughs> um, I uh, well, do you know my, my first love is radio yeah. because, for all that we've said about how terribly badly paid it is, it is just so relaxed. I mean, it's kind of like this where you just, it's it's relaxing, you're having a chat. Um, and- yeah,
0: ask that who you'd have attached to your anus exactly and that's exactly. exactly. What that's what I
1: live for that's yeah. the kind of stuff <laughs> that makes me get out of bed in the morning um, thinking about sucking on Kim Wilde's anus I mean yeah. that's kind of what it's all about for me Shobis. so um uh, but yeah, no, the news quiz is, I tell you what the news quiz is very good for. It's because you are in, so the live recording, there's, it's Radio 4 audience and all you have to say is Michael Gove's a shit and they're like, ah, hey, well done you. Um, and and loads of it gets cut out and you can say incredible. I mean, some of the things like that Jeremy Hardy says that don't make the broadcast are phenomenally funny and uh, you know it's just such a nice recording process and Miles Jupp is a and Sandy Toxvig and Miles Jupp are amazing whereas with uh, Have I Got News For You You Never Know Who You're Gonna Get I had Ann Widdicombe once and that was tough that was you know because I always think I've always been very much a girl's girl and uh, you know like well you know there's always some point of commonality with most women you ever meet you know it's just one of those things and um with would nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we just... Uh, I just couldn't connect to her. Because she's one of those women who, I think... And understandably, and I do feel, I feel absolutely she, whatever you think of her politics, and I think they're horrific, but <laughs> she she did, you know, she, she was a pioneer and she was a groundbreaking woman in politics, but I think some women then get that thing of, well, I, you know, it was I, I did it the hard way, so why shouldn't everyone else? And she's always the first person to defend sexists and misogynists, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, you know, I just put up with it. And I think, oh, Anne come and live with me for a while and I'll soften you and kind of make you realise there is that's another way. that's
0: I think a band would come as well I want. Yeah. to she's on my celebrity shag list and come... yeah
1: <laughs> just
0: as a you know to add a little bit a of... challenge yeah it's a challenge a... <laughs> Add a little bit of surprise
1: who else there. who else is uh, on there
0: it that? keeps it's ever changing uh, Rebecca from uh, uh, Let's Play <laughs> Uh, it's now yeah. mainly CBeebies. Uh, CB. I'm glad some other it people are because
1: she it's is lovely. It's mainly lovely.
0: CBeebies based Yeah. Now. It used to be kind of science fiction-based, and now it's. it's I know. Vanilla from <laughs> Furchester Hotel, who I met. I went to the Furchester Hotel, <laughs> so I wrote about them, and so I was invited there. And the lady who uh, there's a, it's actually a puppet. I didn't know, but uh, it's the lady. <laughs> the lady who operates it was quite was we quite fruity with me.
1: Was she? And she
0: met, <laughs> in in front of my wife, who was also there. So well, was, a
1: Furchester never it, gives up of course exactly
0: uh, and she was making them puppet nibble my ear and stuff it Whoop. was yeah, quite nice it's very good so
1: uh, <laughs> I haven't got I don't think I've got any puppets on my no, list I would, but I, I, might, I might well like you them.
0: I've had experiences with puppets that have changed my <laughs> you know I've altered my perspective <laughs> so it's different for you and I uh, don't know I liked uh, Amy Pond the character of Amy Pond but not the actress who um. plays have you, who's on yours? Have you got? Are you allowed to? Are you allowed to?
1: I don't really have one no. to be honest. I mean, I, I it's a weird. I think it's a really weird thing when people have that. Kind yeah. Of, or because you know the thing is you could. I mean you know you could meet like Leo Sayer might have yeah. been on mine. Yeah. And then I would then go oh no but I've met him and he um he, he's very angry about my feelings on Formula <laughs> One so you know it's uh no I find it a weird concept.
0: Yeah. Uh, to be honest, once you've been married for a bit and you're a bit older, it's just it's too much effort, isn't it?
1: I know. I mean, yeah. God, it's I, I, sort of being married. It's like it's like being a neutered animal, isn't it? You sort of, <laughs> you, kind of you take more interest in food and interiors, really, yeah. than uh, than that. Yeah, kind just of enjoy
0: yourself while you're young and single. That's
1: a... no, but do because you don't mind. No. It's not like you're sort of thinking, "Oh, I wish I was. Oh, I wish I was down." You know, okay, you do. All right, you do.
0: I wish I was 25 years old again. Is all that's all I wish. I could have another little sweep through.
1: Just for, like, how yeah, long? There, like, another go for
0: 25 years, and then I'd be 50 <laughs> again, and then I'd be. Then I go. This time, I'm happy to. It's uh, it just it's the irreversible nature of ageing that is the that you don't really. understand Oh, but that's the comfort.
1: Imagine if it wasn't irreversible. Imagine if you were one of those jellyfish that can regress. Yeah. It would be horrific because then you'd think God I might because you wouldn't do it any better the second time and you wouldn't sleep with better people and you wouldn't make better choices and you wouldn't be a better person you would be the same disappointing I'm happy to
0: do it the same <laughs> and just be young again for a bit it's just you know I'm 50 next year
1: yeah but I mean you know you've always well, people been people are amazed
0: they can't believe it because you hear that That can't
1: be <laughs> yeah, that can't be true he looks so he looks like he's 25 <laughs> <laughs> he's so immature um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you are you will always be simultaneously eighty and twelve. You're just one of those people, you know. It's uh, that's our lot in life.
0: Oh dear, it's lovely to see you. I don't I think we might have that to That was a
1: slightly depressing end. I'm seeing
0: if there's any way out of uh, of this.
1: No, I think let's just, just let, got, let it peter got, out talking all about I'm, death.
0: All I'm seeing is giant husband, that's all I can see on this <laughs> giant giant ask her about her giant husband. <laughs> let's see what let's see if I can do oh let's I'll ask you this uh, series of questions we'll see what we get out of this okay what is the most impressive celebrity that ever came to visit your school when you were at school? Did any famous person
1: It was Alan Beath, MP. <laughs> wow of the Lib Dems. And you
0: knew straight away. And yeah. it was Alan and it was Oh, I know this. It was Alan Beath.
1: <laughs> I was very taken were with you? him. Yeah, he came to talk in, you know, and I was in the sixth form as well. Yeah. We'd never had a celebrity in before. And I mean he looks like a pasty. He's like sort of this <laughs> kind of slightly um, but I was, you know, it was my first taste of oh celebrity does something to people because he spoke and he was very passionate. And he, you know, talked about politics. And I, you know, I was a, a kind of Lib Dem. I mean, you know, never mind Clegmania. <laughs> I had beef, beef frenzy uh, <laughs> for a while.
0: Um, did any other future, apart from yourself, did any other future celebrities go to school with you?
1: Um, at the same time as me, no. But uh, Jan Leeming went to my school. Wow. I know. Um, so, yeah, that was all we needed, really. Me yeah, and Jan me. I think that will do. They can shut the school now.
0: They can. That's They're pretty impressive. done. Did the siblings of any celebrities <laughs> teach at your school?
1: Have you got a story about yeah. this? Okay. No, I've told it already. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> Rick Buckler from the Jam's uh, brother taught art at our school. That's very I mean, good. He was called Mr Buckler.
1: Mr Buckler. Uh, yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Um, we had my friend Joe Nove was yeah. the niece of Charles Nove who okay. used to do the nighttime show on BBC Radio 2
0: <laughs> right okay that's not what I asked <laughs> and if it, even if it had been it would still have been a poor example <laughs> have you ever seen a famous TV animal in real life <laughs> You'd think you would know that straight Allen Alan B straight away. You're yeah, hoping, oh yeah, yeah, I met Goldie from... It, yeah. thing,
1: I'm going to walk away and I'm gonna, when Peter's on later, I'm going to run back onto the stage. You can, you can come you.
0: back on and say... Because I bet I
1: will have done. I bet I okay. will have done.
0: Um, I'll ask you one more question. And let's, hope it's, let's hope it's a good one.
1: Let's not build it up too no, I'm
0: much. Gonna, I'm going to find a new one. I mean,
1: to be honest, what do you think has the best question been so far? <laughs> 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 Let's just work from that. The, then... How do you spell
0: diarrhoea was a, high, a highlight for me. Do
1: you know what? I might actually, uh, I, I will clip that. Yeah. And, and put that somewhere okay. prominent on my website.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, this is the one. You ready?
1: Yeah.
0: Have you ever met a shepherd? <laughs>
1: Do you know, of all the questions you could have asked, yeah. I, I was thrown out of a sheep shearing display. <laughs> That's hilarious, You're yeah. You were
0: thrown out of a sheep shearing school?
1: I got thrown out of a... Um, we went to, you know, those sort of country farms <laughs> yeah. that they have, those farm parks, and um, I got in, an, into an altercation with the shepherd who was doing the sheep shearing yeah. display, and I got escorted out of wow. the... Um...
0: What was the altercation <laughs> in regard? What did you do? Uh, How he... old were you when you did this?
1: No, this was, like, last year. Right, OK. This was... <laughs>
0: What, this what, is terrifying. recent. What, what form did the altercation take? So You're shit at sheep
1: shearing. No, he was a very good shearer. Okay. He was a very good shearer because I, like, I mean, I go to a lot of these country farm parks, and there's always it's either falconry or sheep shearing. Okay. And I'm now an expert in both. And um, and this the sheep shearer came out, and he was a new one because I've seen you know most yeah. of the ones who are currently working on the UK circuit. Okay. And um, <laughs> and he came out, and he had this uh this lovely looking sheep. Yeah. Lovely sheep. Okay. And he was just really, because you know often they do like a joke for the mums and dads, like they'll come out and I don't do really it.
0: know, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know much about it. Have you not been? No, when I've not Phoebe's been. a bit
1: older, you okay. will go. You will go to these things. And they okay. do, because they, 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 you know, they want to make it a bit interesting for the mums and dads. Yeah. And so they normally do a kind of, you know, hey guys, what do you call a Welshman with a sheep under each arm, a pimp? Or, you yeah. know, what, did you hear in New Zealand they've just found two brand new uses for sheep, meat and wool? Right. Ha, ha. Yeah. Um but so you know, classic you classic sheep shagging gags. But I
0: this... just fuck this sheep, that's what I do. But I, I this... <laughs>
1: well, that's what he did. That was it. He what? was the Richard Herring of sheep shearing. <laughs> Because he did. He just came out and he went. He went. Oh, yeah. This little. This little lady. Oh, she's a bit of a wriggler, Oh, oh. Not like my ex-wife. Oh, no. I'm gonna have to force her head down now. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. force her head down. Yeah. Not the first time I've done that, eh, guys. Oh. And then, and then he said the worst one was because we were talking. Like they always do a bit of lanolin chat where they tell you about lanolin. Did
0: the men when he said that not, not the first time I've done that, guys? Go well, not with a sheep.
1: <laughs> no. Well, a you sheep. know, it was it was such a weird. Because like everyone was a bit oh, and then he did, he said he said oh yeah this is lady she's got lanolin and lanolin's a kind of grease which means she comes with her own lubrication. <laughs> I don't, it, so anyway so I I know and there's a rule in comedy where you never heckle another comedian but I'm looking at this guy thinking well he's a shepherd I don't know if the same rules of professional courtesy still apply so I did I I heck well I didn't heckle him I tutted but I tutted very loudly (laughs) and then you were thrown out and then the the, sheep people
0: the security the sheep security a
1: a youth in a (laughs) t-shirt let's not be uh, it doesn't take much security to get me out of a building as you can imagine but yeah and they um, they said I'm sorry madam could you you're you're upsetting the um, the sheep shearer, could you leave? And I had to just <laughs> With walk your tut. out. Yeah,
0: don't come here and tut at our sheep shearer. And he yeah. was, I
1: was like, he's the one who's, who's, you know, talking about bestiality. And anyway, it it's was... a
0: different world. It's a different world. The shepherd world is a different. I know. Well, they're, they're still...
1: very, you know, they're very rough and ready in the shepherd world, aren't they? They're. Uh...
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Who'd have thought that would lead to such a? I good... know. I... Such a good answer. Uh, good. Well, uh, it's been really lovely to talk with you. Go and see Lucy uh, on tour. Uh, whenever she's on, she's on tour all the time. Aren't I you? am. Yeah, new show every year. You? You're doing the Edinburgh Fringe 2017. Yeah. See you at the Edinburgh Fringe 2017, where I may also be for a first time in two
1: years. Yeah. We might won't not, be sharing a flat this time, though, we we will won't. we? Because I'm not going to mix our children together. That we would could. be. In fact, we could put them in a flat. Yeah. And then we could live somewhere else, you me nice. and Justin I and Katie. That was,
0: It was genuinely. I, I didn't like going to Edinburgh very much, and it was that those three or four years. We all that was just the best time. We I did had have Edinburgh. fun, didn't it was we? A, it was a really good. We house. We
1: did have a lot of fun.
0: Oh, I wish we could go back, but you can't go back. No. That was I mean, we were only like early late thirties then. I wish that would have been fine.
1: No, but now we're on the inexorable march towards death, aren't yeah, we, Richard? Say so that's so. Uh,
0: I'll probably be that. I'll probably have killed me by the time this I goes know, out. So that is. We'll think
1: we laughed at yeah. the time, and it was so that awful. Was, that yeah. was it,
0: uh, ladies and gentlemen. Massive round of applause for my guest, Lucy Porter. Beautiful Lucy Porter. Thank you very much. Welcome to Richard Aaron's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Terring and my guest, little Lucy Porter. The music's my pest. Thank you to the British Comedy Guide, thank you to Go Faster Stripe, and thank you to the Leicester Square Theatre for letting me do all this stuff in your various arenas. The producer is Ben Walker. It's a Sky Potato Fuzz and Go Faster Stripe production. Hey, if you like this stuff, go to richharing.com, check out my gigs, or go to gofasterstrike.com and check out my DVDs. And also check out all their other DVDs there. There's really fantastic stuff from lesser-known comedians who can't get deals with proper DVD makers. I have to go to Chris Evans like on that one. He's very good. I'm only kidding.